This episode is brought to you by Challengers Comics and Conversation. Go to challengerscomics.com and start the conversation now. Daniel's Law LLC in Georgia. Visit dlawllc.com. Kerberos Productions. The minds behind the games enter the pit and kaiju a go-go. Search for Kerberos, K-E-R-B-E-R-O-S, on Steam, or go to kerberos-productions.com to check out their growing catalog of titles. Hey there, fellow conductors of the metaphysical, and welcome to the Crossword for the week of September 26th, 2016. It's Ghostbusters Answer the Call release date week, well, at least on digital, so if you're gonna... You know, uh, watch the movie on on the the iTunes, the Voodoo's, the video on demands. We got something special coming up for you. But first, I'm on vacation, so here's a little something different. Still playing with Toys.net presents the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. Stop free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. Oh, we have fun. Woo! Well, hello there, everybody. We're going to do a little something different again today. Uh, I am actually on vacation, believe it or not, and we're recording a podcast. It's the craziest thing. Uh, but so I am joined once again with somebody who you may, may be familiar with. My, may. I don't know where that came from. Whatever. There may be a couple glasses of wine involved right now, but uh, <laughs> but you may be familiar with uh, my wife, Kelly, who is uh, joining us here on the show. Hello, everybody. That's her voice. That's my voice. Don't confuse her for me, because... Not the same. Not the same. But, uh, so yeah, so uh, at any rate, we are on, uh, we're in New York City, we're on vacation, uh, and we just went into the, uh, the Ghostbusters experience, the Ghostbusters dimension, as they're calling it, and, uh, and it was, uh, it was interesting, it was a lot of fun, and so what I thought we would do is we would sort of talk about the experience, uh, together, uh, and then you guys can hear about it, because this is sort of like a pseudo-review, sort of a, I don't know, a diary, an experiential podcast, um, we are in New York City, so you're going to hear sirens in the background. There's a few things going on in New York City right now, if you've been following the news. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so yeah, so uh, we're going to talk about not serious things, not news uh, things. We're going to talk about Ghostbusters. So uh, let's start with the beginning of the experience. Um, Kelly, you were less than thrilled by the fact that we had to stand in line. Like, this was actually an experience that we had to stand in line outside in the New York rain. Well... I yes, that was interesting. Um, but I really, I don't know. I wish that more of those people that were in line. There were plenty of people that went into the experience, uh, but most of them were in line to see wax figures yeah. of celebrities. Yeah, that was all right. So full full disclosure. So okay, so we bought the tickets in advance, and what they do is they make you sign up for a time, like you. You buy the tickets and they make you sign up for like 11 o'clock or noon or 1 o'clock or whatever. We signed up for the 11 o'clock and we got in line and the line was... I think we stood in line for about 40 minutes. Yeah, we were in line for almost an hour and it was probably about close to 100 people. That's what I'm trying to think. It was probably like 50 to 100 people at least. Probably. Because there was like a tour bus and stuff. But so, so at any rate, so yeah, so... 
Um, but Kelly and I, no real interest in the wax figures. Yeah, didn't need to see the no. rest of Madame Tussauds. There's like a really weird, like, uncanny valley thing where uh, the celebrities just, they, they don't look like themselves. So weird. It's very strange. I mean, with exception of the Ghostbusters figures, yeah, which we'll talk about, they really, actually looked really good. Really good, yeah. Um, but like Judy Garland, they had a Wizard of Oz set up, and Judy Garland looked nothing like Judy Garland, for one. She also had like these really weird teeth. Yeah, really creepy teeth. So she was like, ah, I want you in the worst way, teeth. It was kind of disgusting and yeah. off-putting. But uh, so, so yeah, so Kelly was not so enthusiastic about the line, but... There was a line, and what was crazy is when we were in line, they have all of this stuff for the Ghostbusters experience out in their windows. They have it on their marquee. They have this guy who's um, like the bouncer, I want to say. I mean, he was basically like the employee that's out there kind of diverting traffic because there's tour buses coming in and people asking questions and whatever. And uh, so the bouncer guy is in like a Ghostbusters uniform, Mm -hmm. and they had two bouncer guys. They had one in a Ghostbusters Answer the Call uniform, and it had another guy in a classic uniform. Um, but pretty funny because on the back, it kind of reminded me of the the Universal Studios Florida attraction where, like, on the back it said Slime Square Personnel or something. I can't remember off the top of my head now. Mm-hmm. But uh, very, very reminiscent of Universal Studios. And the entire time that we're out there, they're playing the Ghostbusters soundtracks. So we heard, like, a mixtape of... Uh, Bobby Brown mixed with L. King mixed with Ray Parker Jr. Uh, and I think I'm trying to remember what the other songs were that we heard. There were probably oh, and then like the Fallout Boy theme song. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it, it, it's all. I mean, the minute you're out there in line, you're already in Ghostbusters world. Like you're not there for Madame Tussauds. They're really selling the Ghostbusters, which was really cool. So, um, so all right. So fast forward, we get through the line. Uh, you follow these slime decals that they've put on the floor and so kelly and i were hurrying as fast as we could through all of the wax figures (laughs) and and it's not it's like being at a it's like being at a a casino where all of these people are trying to take pictures in front of the um, slot machines and so you can't walk in the aisles because everybody's trying to take a picture with the slot machine well, instead of a slot machine, it's wax figures of celebrities. And Kelly and I were like, oh, look, it's The Rock. Oh, look, it's... It's Kanye. Kanye. Oh, great. But just keep moving. We want to keep moving. Please, people, just let us keep moving. Actually, maybe it wasn't Kanye. I don't think I don't, it was. I don't know if Kanye would let there was <laughs> No. There was, there was, like, Lenny Kravitz was there. And oh, the yeah, Rock, there was a Lenny Kravitz. And The Rock was, like, circa 1990s, like, WrestleMania yeah, Rock, yeah, where he yeah, had, like, yeah. hair, and he was kind of, like, thin-looking. So it was weird. So weird. Uh, so anyway, so, yeah, we rushed our way through. They take you up to the ninth floor, and they make you, like, walk through their circus show of wax figures which is really kind of creepy uh and then so you finally get to uh this like stairwell so you pass through was it the presidents you're like in the hall of presidents yeah you go through all the presidential candidate or not candidates but uh it's like past presidents and political figures yeah there's like john f kennedy standing next to bill clinton which that would be a party to say the least uh, but then you walk into a subway, and then that's when the Ghostbusters experience begins. Like, you walk to a subway line, and you walk downstairs. I think you start on the ninth floor, and you walk down to the eighth floor. And pretty much the entire eighth floor is Ghostbusters, which is really cool. 
Because you walk into the subway and then they have uh, a setup of like a uh, a metro car in New York City that has Sparky that's got like a interactive screen or whatever. We stood there and we waited for him. He didn't come back. It was kind of weird. Yeah. Oh, we did try to. Like we saw it when we walked down, he was there and then he disappeared. And we're like, oh, hey, come back. And then we waited and we waited didn't come back yeah but that was a good start to the experience and the thing that i think that i like the most is that the rest it's interesting because the rest of the museum has no basically no um i don't know continuous flow like each room is a different sort of you know set of wax figures but it was really cool let's just okay let me just preface this whole thing by saying the whole wax museum thing is not my bag. <laughs> no, so no. Um, It was a hard sell to tell Kelly, I want to go to Madame Tussauds when you go to New York City. You're like, yeah, Really? Yeah. Um, so, skeptical as I was to go into this whole thing in the first place, uh, when you actually got into the Ghostbusters experience, it was awesome because it was all themed so well and actually looked really good. So you were actually involved in an experience as opposed to just walking through and seeing these random wax statues of different people. Yeah, it was weird because, like, none of the other... Well, I take it back. There were a couple, like, sets. I'm using air quotes, but you can't see it because it's a podcast. But, like, you pass by Steven Spielberg, who's standing in front of the downed uh, T-Rex paddock um, electric fence. And there's just, like, the T-Rex claw hanging out. So they have that built into a wall, but that's in between, like... A club where Lenny Kravitz is set up uh, next to Katy Perry or whatever. Something like that. And then you walk from there into, it was like Charlie Chaplin world. It was really like nothing was, it was totally incongruous to what you were looking at. It was like nothing made sense. There was no flow to it. Right. Until you got into the whole. Until you get to Ghostbusters. Right. Exactly. Which they did a really great job. I was impressed. They did a great job. And they do a really, like, you walk down the stairs, and Al Roker, in, he sort of sets up in a news broadcast that there's ghosts all over the city and yada, yada, yada. You know, like, he, he sets the stage, which is cool. Then you see uh, Sparky in the, like, train area. And then you walk into, well, you pass by, like, an alleyway, like a New York alleyway where there's a payphone set up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, like, you, you kind of walk past, they have this animated spray paint thing of the No Ghost logo, and then you walk through this alleyway that says, Answer the Call. There's, like, spray paint that says, Answer the Call. So you pick up the payphone, and there's a bunch of these voicemails uh, that are like, um, you know, I've called you guys three times, and nobody's come to help me with this thing that's in my kitchen, and it smells terrible, and it's eating all my food, and I need you to come and get it right away, blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking that might actually be the voicemails that uh, Ghost Corps called out to have us do. Because I, 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 I think I tried to tell you about this. but so Right, yeah. They asked people to record voicemails and send them in. And I did one about a guy who was convinced that his ex-wife was possessing his car. And that every time he would like <laughs> look at a girl, his airbag would deploy. And he was like, and my nose is broken and this is just awful. Uh, but so I think that's what it was. Like I sat and I listened to at least three voicemails. They were all like kind of lengthy, which was really nice. But anyway, so that, that may be where those voicemails went. I'm not sure. Um, or they could have been actors. I don't, I don't know. It it's, it's a very similar concept, but anyway, so you answer the call, uh, and then you immediately get into uh zoo's Chinese restaurant, mm-hmm. which the first thing you see is Kevin's desk 
with no Kevin. I know. That kind of felt like a missed opportunity to Why me. Why wasn't there a Kevin? Like, maybe they couldn't get Chris Hemsworth's life rights or likeness rights or whatever. Maybe. Uh, but, yeah, so it's weird. So you can sit at Kevin's desk, um, and, you, like, he has all of the see something, say something uh, uh, flyers. flyers and stuff on his desk and whatever. But, yeah, that kind of stinks. It would have been cool, especially, like, for tourists. They'd be like, oh, my God, Chris Hemsworth. I can sit and take a picture with Chris Hemsworth. So, yeah, I wanted a Kevin. That's kind of weird. But, um, so you walk past the... And and they also have the gong in the background, which I, in hindsight, now that I'm thinking about it, like I wanted to see if the gong worked, like if they had a, oh yeah, a thing to like hit the gong with. But Didn't even try. I don't know. I would have had to cover my eyes if I did. But uh, so <laughs> so uh, so you walk past Kevin's desk, and then they have like a little display case that has some props in it. They have ghosts from our past, and like the the um, the shredder. Um, and I think there was a PKE meter. Oh, and then there's like one of Rowan's um, like ghost beacon things. Um, but you get past that and you get into Holtzman's lab, which I think was probably my favorite part of the like display. Yeah, area. that was pretty cool. Because the Kate McKinnon figure looks really lifelike. I mean, at some point, if Kate McKinnon doesn't prank people and go in there and start scaring them, that would be kind of funny. <laughs> But so the Kate McKinnon wax figure looks really, really good, really lifelike. The Uncanny Valley is okay with her. You don't feel creeped out being around her. Um, somebody pointed out, I posted a picture, and they said, uh, I didn't know you could fix a proton pack with a blowtorch. It's Holtzman. I'm sure you can fix anything with a blowtorch if you think about it. Um, but so what they also have is they have all these props, including like a Betamax uh, player, and they have just a bunch of like techno gack, which is cool. And then you can look through... The containment unit and they have these ghosts like there were these little spirits in a 3d space um which kind of like when we went to the star trek thing afterwards it was like the the starship model that you could move around but it was like a ghost which was kind of cool yeah in that little like glass cube space or whatever and yes we went to a star trek exhibit afterwards we did we're nerds yeah we did we'll be talking about that in our star trek podcast shortly after oh my god (laughs) (laughs) So, so yeah, so you go into Holtzman's lab, which is really cool. Um, and then, do you go into the Mercado from there? I think you do, because you hear the piano playing the Ghostbusters theme song while you're in... Yeah, I believe yeah. you do. I believe so, that's what So you walk from Holtzman's lab into, they have the lobby of the Mercado, where they have one of those self-playing pianos playing the Ghostbusters theme song. And then over to the left, they have... Um, they have Aaron and Abby kind of, like, pointed up toward where Rowan would be. But, you know, it's they're both looking up at something that's not there. Mm-hmm. Again, that would be cool if there was, like, Rowan projected on the ceiling or something. But maybe later. Maybe they're still working on that. Sure. But, uh, but both of those wax figures look pretty good. Uh, they both look very small. I think that was your comment. I mean, who knows? I've never really come that close to any of these, like actors in person so maybe they're just tiny people yeah so maybe melissa mccarthy and kristen wigg are both kind of short but they look i think melissa mccarthy is supposed to be on the shorter side right i think i think she is kind of short i'm not sure you know but they they looked small i mean you can stand next to them and take a photo with them and still look normal size nah man i felt like a beast going through that whole thing (laughs) even when you were at the rock yeah. You looked like a beast with the rock? Maybe. Whoa. Mostly next to the ladies. Like, up next to Kate McKinnon's one, I was, like, looking at her. 
I she's kind of small. Yeah, she's teeny. And but I maybe they like, scale them down. Man, I, I am know. a giant. But I like their their costumes and stuff. Like that was the other thing that I didn't really like about all the other wax vis- figures, except for like the John Wayne one. Like their costumes look kind of cheap and dopey. But like these look like their no, suits they look, looked good. Their they packs looked good. Everything looked cool. Um. So then past that. You walk down another flight of stairs, right? Like you walk through the Mercado and then you walk down another flight of stairs and that's where you get into the virtual reality thing, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's like a very small staircase. Um, And then so what you do is you, um, if you have the tickets to the Void experience, which if you're a Ghostbusters fan and you go to Madame Tussauds, you have to do because it's it's worth the price of admission. Like forget the wax figures and all of the set design and all of the very cool stuff that they've set up. Like... The, the VR experience was probably the best part and made it worth the whatever it was, 50, 50 bucks per person. But um, so you stand in line, uh, they make you sign a waiver form, uh, which builds the suspense even more. Like, what am I getting myself into? They're making me sign my life away. Um, they have a really great instructional video, as most good theme park rides do, where mm-hmm. uh, there's the animated figure telling you what not to do, uh, which is always pretty good. And then so anyway, so you go into the room and you get strapped on with the vest, uh, which is kind of like um, like a life vest, I would say. Like you put the straps in front of yourself and you tighten them up and you have a, a backpack on your back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they hand you your blaster, uh, which kind of looks like a laser tag gun more yeah. than like a Ghostbusters proton pack or anything. Well, I mean, yeah, when you're looking at it with the naked eye. Yeah. It looks like, oh, it looks like the alien's pulse rifles. You know, those, like, yeah. those things from Aliens? Mm-hmm. So, um, so they hand you one of those, then they put on the virtual reality goggles, which they take a brief second to get used to. So they'll, they'll strap them onto your head, they make you pull it down, and then they pull the glasses in front of you, and then they ask you if you can see okay, and you look at, it's like the world around you, but in virtual reality. So it's not photoreal. No, you're in a cartoon, basically. You're in like a cartoon version. It's like... Like you're in a video game is what it feels like. Yeah, like GameCube. It's not like Super Nintendo or Nintendo. It's no, not no, that no, 8-bit no, no, like no, no, lawnmower man looking like virtual world. But it still looks pretty good. But it still, it definitely feels virtual. Like it's not you. Like I'm looking at a table right now. I don't see wood grain. Like it would look like painted wood grain. You know, whatever. So, um, so you put that on, uh, and then you stay in this holding area. And then they make the first thing they make you do is walk through a door. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the weirdest things. How did you feel walking through that door? And taking those first steps because that was the weirdest part to me. Like trying to find my footing and then reaching out and reaching for a door, and there actually was a door there. Yeah, I mean, they it was good the way they did it because you know, yes, it did felt feel very strange walking with those goggles on and not seeing your actual body or the people yeah. next to you not looking like the people you know was weird. Uh, seeing cartoon people, but. I mean, the door was where it was supposed to be, even though I felt like, oh, God, I'm going to reach out and there's not going to be anything there. There was something there. So, And you don't see your hands. Either. No. That's the weird thing. So you reach out and you grab the door, but you don't see your hands in front of you grabbing the door. At least I didn't. Oh, I did. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, weird. Because like that first door, when I reached out, I kind of like, 
I was like, oh, I, just to like catch my bearings, I reached out to grab the door and I didn't see my hand. When you're holding the gun later, then I saw my hands. Yeah. But I didn't see like my oh. bare hands reaching out oh. for stuff. Well, maybe I reached out with my gun hand then. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Maybe that was, I don't know. But so, so yeah, so, but it takes a little bit to kind of get used to, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And then you go into this first room. I will, we won't talk through the entire experience because it's actually very experiential. I don't want to spoil it for people that are actually going to be doing it. But so once you get your bearings and you figure out how you can kind of move around and Kelly and I had a, a third person with us and it was also kind of interesting trying to, because I couldn't hear anybody talking. You Could you hear? You could hear me talking, yes, right? Yes, I could hear people talking. So, like, I would I would try to say, hey, you go first, or I'll go first, or whatever, and I couldn't hear anything. But right. I, don't, I think your headphones were messed headphones up in your, yeah, in your goggles, um, because I could hear you. Because that was the weird and thing. The, was and like, the other guy. That was, uh, I could hear you both. You could hear the members of your team, basically. Yeah. So who you were in there with, you could hear them. So I could hear you and the other guy, <clears throat> which was interesting, not knowing who that guy was, just being in there with yeah. a random dude. So then, I didn't then know. Then he became a Ghostbuster, which is like... So looking at, uh, between Troy and this dude, I didn't know which one was which because they both looked like animated people. Yeah, because you end up becoming like an animated avatar Yeah, that doesn't look like, like the, the avatar didn't look like you. No, so I had no idea yeah. who was who walking around. It was really weird. Um... But yeah, and then so the other weird thing too is because you all have to like walk through a, a doorway single file a couple of times, and because I couldn't hear, I didn't know if like I should go. So I just ended up like going and right. I don't know. It all worked it out. Worked just out fine. fine. But nobody so, died. Okay. Nobody died. Nobody died that we're aware of. Right. Um. But so yeah. So so anyway. So the the experience itself is very cool. Once you get used to it, once you sort of believe and your senses start to figure out where you are, because there are times where you literally feel like you're in this virtual... Like, you realize that you've got the goggles on and you have this tendency to want to pull at your visor to, like, look at the ground just to kind of see where you are, but I I try not to do that. Um, But you... At one point, I'm going to spoil it for you. Sorry. You walk out onto a window washing... um, Whatever those are called, like lifts or elevators or, the like, the platforms that hang over the buildings that the window washers stand on. You walk out onto one of those, and you feel the wind, and then you also feel, like, the ground, like, moving. Move. And so weird. That was the one that really tripped me up. Yeah. <laughs> was I was somewhere. like, oh, my God, I'm going to fall off whatever this is, and yeah. this is how I die. And, like, that's how I reached. Like, I immediately reached out, and they have a railing. Like, again, you see the railing, you reach out, and you grab the railing. So I immediately grabbed the railing, like, oh, shit, I'm going to fall off of this, like, window washing thing. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of, like, scooted my way towards the end, and you guys kind of, like, came in behind me. Right. And then you have to bust ghosts. Like, you're standing on this thing that's, like, rocking back and forth, and you feel, like, the wind of the street below you. And then you have to, like, fire at these... For people that played the Ghostbusters video game, it's the stupid cherub things. You have to fight those things again. It's, like, a nightmare. It's terrible. Uh, But that, to me, that's where it sold it the most. And from that point forward... I was totally in it. Like, I didn't have to worry about, like, my footing or reaching around or, like, I, f- I, f- I felt like I was comfortable within that world. Yeah. Um, and then the elevator. The elevator was cool, but that was before that. Yeah, that was before. There's an elevator. You have to get into an elevator together, and some stuff happens in there. Again, not to spoil it. Um, guys, I uh, 
I got slimed. Nobody else yep, no. with, with us got slimed. Didn't get slimed. Some way, somehow, I got singled out. And so we, we finished. And I was like, oh, it was really cool when we all got slimed. And Kelly's like, what? <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know that, that part where we all got slimed, right? You guys got slimed, didn't you? Nope. So wait, so you said you saw me get, like, slimed. Yeah. And I felt it. Like, there's there's... Like stuff, they spray stuff on you or whatever to make you feel like you got slimed, and then I was like, "Oh, that was kind of like you, you yeah, usually I, don't like when people spray stuff on you." Oh Lord, no! Yeah, um, uh, I got it. Yeah, your avatar was all like, you know, slimed in the front too. It looked like your avatar got slimed. Oh my god! When I was looking at you, I was like, "Huh." I thought we all got it. I thought nope. we all got it. Nope. <sighs> I felt nothing. I got Peter Vankman. Vankman. You got you got Vankmaned. Yeah, you sure did. I'm gonna coin that. That's a new T-shirt. Um, so uh, so yeah, so I got slimed. Um, and then there are some other things like they really play with uh, heat and water. Like I reached out. There was at one point you're in a kitchen and there's a sink, and you can kind of reach out and there's like water in the sink. There was. Yeah, there was water in there. Oh, or I didn't... it felt like there was like spraying of water or something. Nope, didn't feel that. Um. There was a guy on a on a like a lounge like a lazy boy chair. You can reach out and you can kind of touch the lazy boy chair. That was cool. Uh, and then so the big finale. Not going to spoil it again, uh, but some really cool stuff happens uh, with Gertrude Aldridge uh, because the whole conceit is like it's kind of an amalgamation of the 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 original movie and the new movie, which is kind of cool. Um, so you you do some stuff with Gertrude. Uh, which she's creepy. Like there are there are points where you get a little bit of backstory with Gertrude, which was really cool, and she shows up as a kid, and that was kind of terrifying. Like I heard oh, people, that's cool. yeah. Like there were kind of people before us that you hear their little. You could hear people screaming. Yeah, like their shrieks, like they're in a haunted a haunted house or a haunted mansion or whatever. And well, I mean, the other thing that happens too is when like you know something comes at you or you know you accidentally <laughs> fire on somebody else that you're yeah. there with um you get like a vibration in the vest that you're wearing so i'm sure people yeah. were screaming because of that too it, like it jolts you yeah it's not it's not like it's weird it's like a rumble pack but on your entire torso yeah because like when i when i got slimed you f- i felt it go like boom like through my chest which was kind of weird yeah but um, so yeah, so people were screaming. I was actually expecting more, uh, at, like at one point there's, uh, like a, uh, an apparition that's in front of you. Uh, again, I don't, I, I'm, I'm trying to speak in sort of vague terms because I don't want to spoil it for people, but like there's somebody that's in front of you and I was waiting for them to sort of like reach out and like grab us or touch us, which they don't do, which was kind of nice because then I would just, uh, that would be where I would scream like, ah, get off me. What are you doing? Right. That would be interesting. Don't touch me employees. Um, dirty bird. What's anyway? So going back to the, the, the grand finale Mm -hmm. to me, that was the coolest part because you, you have to bust ghosts. Then, uh, a, a special guest shows up, um, who tears the roof off the place quite literally. Yeah, and then you have to work together as a team. <laughs> you have to work together as a team because, you know, it's a, a little morality tale. It's totally fine. Um, but, it, yeah, so you have to work together as a team in order to defeat the bad guy. Um, and something happens at the end where you you feel it, you smell it. Yeah, that was awesome. 
that was the best part. That sounds so gross. It sounds really gross. You know, you can feel it and you smell feel it. it. You smell it. And it was awesome. We're in New York City and you feel it and you smell it. Yeah, you do. It sounds terrible. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you sound like Linda from Bob's Burgers, I sent. <laughs> yeah, Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> um, yeah, you do. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so so you beat the bad guy, super awesome. Um, and it also sort of helps with the collaboration because once you are comfortable with the world, then you kind of get a sense of where everybody else is and you can collaborate with each other. Um, it's not really a game per se. Like I, some some people had wondered if you get like if they keep score or if there's like an objective or if you can lose or. It's no. all it's kind of like a guided experience. Yeah. And if you if you wait too long in a room, you have a voice in your headset that comes on and is like, "Come on, don't we don't have all day." Like, well, yeah, cuz we were in the first room kind of figuring out how things worked and getting yeah. our bearings with the you know, the virtual reality goggles and headset and everything like that. Um you know, so we're in there messing around with stuff, and then an elevator opened that we had to get into. And so basically, it was like, I think one of us was on the elevator, and the other two were still in the room, and they're like, okay, so nothing's going to happen unless you get on the elevator. Yeah, exactly. Like, we can't, we can't continue without all of you on the elevator. Yeah, it's basically Dummies. like coaxing you in, like, what are you doing, yeah. you boneheads? Get on the elevator. But, like, so, at one point, there's a bunch of ghosts attacking you all at once, and I think we all started kind of, like, doing our own thing. Like, so at first, all of us kind of shot at the same thing, and then we realized there were a bunch of them all around us, so, like, I think you kind of shot at one, I shot at one, and you just kind of... it's. But it's not keeping score, it's not keeping track or no. anything like that. It's not, mm -mm. like, a game of any sort. But But in that sense, it kind of makes it more like real life. And at one point, you have to trap a ghost and you hear somebody in your headset go i'm gonna throw out the trap so you like you have somebody that's like an omniscient god presence that kind of does all that kind of stuff for you right right um yeah it's not like a game but in that sense it would be cool if it was more like a game or like laser tag or if some way they kept track at some point but it's only the other it's only like 10 to 15 minutes too, yeah so you don't have a lot of time pretty either. short um but so, yeah, uh, so, and then you, you end the experience, and then you end up walking out, and they have Kevin's uh, Ecto-2, and you take a picture on that, and then you're done. Like, that's kind of the end of the Ecto experience. And then Patty is out front, yeah. so everybody's taking pictures with Patty because she's out there by the front entrance. So, um, so yeah, it was. I mean, it was, to me, it was worth it. It was worth the 45 minutes in line. It was worth having to put up with all of the stupid wax figures uh, to get to the Ghostbusters experience. I wish we yeah. could have just skipped everything and gone straight to the Ghostbusters Yeah, thing. me too. And I don't know if, like, wax technology has really just come a long way or something, but the Ghostbusters... Um, like, figures looked way better than all the rest of the figures that were in there. So I don't know if yeah. it's just because they're the newest ones and they, like, they have their shit together now or something, but, I or mean... it's, like, different sculptors or I don't know, something? man. They, they, they looked really good in comparison to, like, you know, the Dorothy hmm. one. I almost wonder, like, sometimes, you know, in, on more modern movies, they do the 3D scans of the actors for the visual effects. I wonder if they oh, use... I wonder. That's a good thought, actually. I don't know. Where, like, Judy Garland and John Wayne, there obviously aren't 3D scans Clearly, of them. Clearly, no one has a 3D no. scan of the Duke. 
I mean, maybe they do. The Duke was way ahead of his time, so it's possible. <laughs> he sure was. You don't have a 3D scan of the Duke. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so yeah, the, the Ghostbusters figures actually look a lot better than some of them. They look great, man. Some of them look okay. Some of them look terrible. The Ghostbusters ones look pretty good. Like, really good. Really good. And when you take photos, like the photos that we have, they look pretty good. Yeah. Like, I think Kristen Wiggs is the only one that has a little uncanny valley in her eyes or her hair. I can't tell what it is that but Yeah, it, it might have been bit. the hair that was a little off, but... All in all, I'd say I'd, I'd give them a thumbs up. Yeah. And would you, because I immediately, when we got out of the, the virtual reality experience, I wanted to do it again. I would do it again. I mean, I feel like the fact that you, it took some time to like get yourself established in that world and like the feeling of everything and the movement that you're doing, like everything like that. It takes you a minute to get used to it. And then by the end, you're finally there. So you feel like either you wish it would go on a little longer or, oh, let me go back in and do this again yeah. now that I, like, I've got the hang of it. So you can interact with stuff more. Maybe like look for Easter eggs or if there's other stuff that would you be didn't cool. see. Ah, Easter eggs would be Easter really good. Cool. Yeah. Well, that, I'm, that's the other thing, too, is like if you're – because it's all your perspective, it's your point of view, and there's stuff happening 360 degrees around you mm-hmm. – it's possible that, like, if we went through a second time, you would be the one that got slimed, and I would see what it looks like for somebody to get hit by the right. ghost, and you would feel... Like, there's different experiences. That, right. But unfortunately, you couldn't do it again. No. It was, I like. Why couldn't we do it again? Like, hey, just let us back in. We'll I do mean, it one more time. I, I don't know. I guess we could have tried to go yeah. back for another round. For another $75, they would have flown <laughs> Or if we would have, if we would have purchased the souvenir guide at the very beginning, they would have let us do it twice. Gross. Um, that was the other thing. Like the merchandise at the end was kind of disappointing. Yeah. Gift shop, not so much. They had like a couple of the pop vinyl figures, like some really bad T-shirts. They had a T-shirt that was like the No Ghost logo, and just said like Madame Tussauds on the shoulder. Yeah, that's kind of it though. And that was pretty much it. They, yeah, not much. Um, considering how big that gift shop was, there wasn't a whole lot of Ghostbuster stuff in it. But no, just a ton of tchotchkes. Ton of tchotchkes. I really wanted the the employees have all these like white T shirts that say like the Ghostbusters experience on the front of them with like the no ghost logo on the arm. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted. But nope. Unless I stole it off of the back of an employee, alas, it was not going to happen. So. Um, all right, well, so let's bring it on home, Kelly. Uh, are you glad that you went with me? Or are you okay with me still being a nerd? Um, yeah. It was. I mean, it was an experience for you as well. Like, you're not a big Ghostbusters fan. I mean, yeah, I'm a. I'm. I'm fine. I'm all yeah. good. But you still had fun regardless. Yeah. And and it's you. Not like I dislike Ghostbusters. Well, no. I mean, don't I, say it like I don't. You like would it. kick me to the curb if that was the case. Yeah. yeah. Don't, like, le- don't lead people to believe I'm a hater. I mean, we've been to Lincoln Center. Uh, we went to the Alexander Hamilton Custom House, mm-hmm. and I had to take a picture on the steps where Vigo was being held. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, you're you're very patient with me, but um, but yeah. I mean, as as a normal quote unquote normal person, like, would you do it again? Would you like recommend it? Like, if your clients came in and said, "Hey, what'd you do in, in New York City?" Would you be like, "Oh, we did this virtual reality thing. You should do it." Yeah, I think the only thing that I would warn people about is that it's a little, it's a little pricey. 
Mm-hmm. But, you know. But it's New York area. You're in New York. Pricey. Yeah, exactly. The Star Trek thing we went to was a little pricey, too. But Man, I had a good time. We had a good time. <laughs> I was The only thing I was disappointed with that was, like, it was really pricey, and they didn't let us see the rest of the museum. Yeah, that sucked. So, like, picture, at least with Madame Tussauds, you get to see all of the other stupid wax figures that they have, but, like, at the Intrepid Museum, we couldn't even look at the aircraft carrier. That was really stupid. That sucked. But, yeah. So, anyway. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. But all in all, pretty good New York trip. Uh, really Ghostbusters heavy. I mean, it, you know, I'm I'm really glad you let me let it be kind of Ghostbusters heavy. But we've done non-Ghostbusters stuff. Yes, we have. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, so hopefully that was a good breakdown for those of you that haven't done it. Um, if you have any thoughts, any reservations, any questions, anything that you've been like, I don't think I want to do that because this hit us up on the, the Ghostbusters HQ Twitter and we'll answer them and uh, we'll let you guys know, uh, at least from our perspectives, as to uh, what we thought of, of things. But I, I would totally recommend it for anybody that's listening to this podcast, especially. Uh, you owe it to yourself. Go go do it because I don't, I don't think that there's an end date that they've announced at this point, but you, know, you might want to do it in the near future because who knows when it will disappear. So... Uh, make your way to New York City and check out the Ghostbusters Dimension exhibit because it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, you'll like it. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 Ghostbusters. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our call-in line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. You too. And Twitter accounts. Friends is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroads. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Well, so there you have it. Uh, that was Kelly and my experience with the Ghostbusters Void, uh, Ghostbusters Dimension, I guess I should call it because that's the proper name of it. Uh, but the attraction at New York City, definitely worth checking out. Um, hope you guys enjoyed that little little bit of <laughs> of us uh, having a couple glasses of wine after we um, went and stood and watched a bunch of wax figures. Kind of a strange thing to do when you're on a romantic vacation to be like, hey, sweetie, let's record a podcast. But she was a good sport, so... Uh, thanks to Kelly for joining us for this week's show. Next week, Chris is back. We have a proper show for you. And actually, because with Ghostbusters Answer the Call coming out on digital uh, on the 27th, so the day after that you're probably listening to this, um, we're going to have a little uh, we're gonna have a little fun and do a commentary for you guys. So uh, we've got a Ghostbusters interdimensional cross-rip commentary on Ghostbusters Answer the Call. It's going to be coming your way to coincide with the digital release here uh, in a few days' time. So... Make sure that you pick up that digital release. There's a lot of bonus content on there, and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what that director's cut or that extended edition cut, I guess I should say, is going to entail. So uh, until next week, Chris will be back. We'll have a proper show, and uh, I'll be back from vacation and uh, probably will not be drinking as much wine as we were drinking in that. (laughs) That little little diary that you guys listen to. So at any rate, we'll uh, talk to you guys next week. See you on the other side. 
Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. This could be one of my two favorite shows. You're kidding me. Oh, great. What was the other one? Fastmasters. Everything you're doing is bad. I want you to know this. You truly scare me. I just want to let you know that. Next week, though, Careless Pets. Weird.